Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Welcome to Catch the Moment Podcast. I am your host, David Tyree. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode. This is where we get you where you need to go through your journey. Let's talk through the pain points and get you to your next moment along the destination and getting great done. Today, I'm here with the founder and CEO, Dynamic Servant, Mrs. Nina Iguomo. I got to get this right. Founder and CEO of Student Dream. Thank you so much for being with us. Man, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Listen, yeah. your smile says it all. That's fantastic. You got to love somebody whose smile just light up the room. You already know we had a tremendous dialogue. Obviously, a little, you know, pre-search instead of research, you know, profound impact, right? So we're going to get into this amazing journey of how you got in this position, even almost as a pioneer in this space. It's a, it's a common conversation of, you know, bridging the gap, bridging the wealth gap. This is this big conversation that we've been talking about over the last four years but before we get into it i gotta ask every guest you know i don't know if you caught any episodes where were you the first time you ever saw the helmet catch if you saw it <laughs> and what do you remember when you did i don't i don't think i know the helmet catch oh this is great I'm sorry no 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 no, no. that's the reason like, why we asked no you should never lie so good you should definitely look that up on youtube okay. it's the greatest catch ever <laughs> I mean, we just, you know, I got it, you know, but all right, cool. So now in light of that, let's move forward. Um, in light of you, oh, this is even better. You're, I know that your background is in the New England area. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was there during the Brady era. Did you follow any football? I did. I had to, or my, my brother would disown me. Your brother would disown you. So you was rooting for the Patriots. Absolutely, absolutely. So if I pulled out my debit card, it still has the New England Patriots. So do you know that Tom Brady's not a big fan, a fan of me? So you should. You probably should know that much. Okay, so I crushed oh. his dreams of being undefeated. So that's the background okay, with the helmet catch. So make sure you... Were you him. I was him. Oh, He no. is I and I was him. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. So, um, no, nah, but it's just good times, man. It was, it was good times. So even though, you know, so it's good. I'm glad you didn't see it so we wouldn't have any bitter blood today. And we don't have any rivalry. But talk, talk to me about your, you know, um, your background. Um, and I really, you know, you, you, you kind of got into it in relation to your cultural background, ethnic background, but also being in a, in a unique space like the New England area, um, the Boston area specifically. Yeah. So talk about formative years and how that uniquely crafted your journey toward this vision of impact yeah. with Student Dream. Yeah, I always like to say that being in Boston, I was at the really the center of revolution. Ah. You follow my life, whether it was in at Boston, at Howard, in Harlem, I've always been at these these epicenters of historic change. Yeah. And so I was born in Roxbury, Massachusetts, and when we were five my mom moved myself, my grandmother, and my three older brothers to Lexington, Mass. Okay. Yeah. Now, what's like? Is is there a stark difference in those two specific communities? Because yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we go from being in a place where my brothers get in in trouble for hanging around people you shouldn't be hanging around. Yeah. To now, there's really no 
no room to get in explicit trouble. Good. We're at a great school system. See, I'm a parent now, so I'm like, good. <laughs> right, right. When you're young, you want that smoke. You're like, nah, man, I'm cool. Right. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, so you begin to see the different extremes in relation to, you know, um, even the New England area. What, like, so when you talk about the epicenter of revol revolution, mm -hmm. you, go to, you go to Howard University. What was your guiding light through those formative years? Mm -hmm. How you arrived even at this historical um, HBCU? Yeah. Um, I, I believe sports was a part of some of your upbringing. So talk yeah. to me about, like, you know, what were the things that were really drawing you to, to you know, along this pathway that was really shaping your mindset mm -hmm. to be able to see and kind of fall into this vision that you've began yeah. to cultivate. Man, I would say it was a lot. Like, even when I look back, I just, the the theme that comes to mind is just the sovereignty of God. Go ahead, right? talk because about I it. You're free. I didn't, yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't become, I didn't really come to my faith in, in Jesus until the freshman my freshman year at Howard. But before that, I okay. always saw myself being put in these places of opportunity and access. Nice. So my mother was a super driver, just her instilling me a work ethic and not giving me everything. So I had to get a job early on. Nice. <laughs> Good that, job. That, mama. <laughs> and so that led me to learning about how you can work a bunch of hours and not get that much money back. I didn't like that. <laughs> you know, so I had an issue with that. <laughs> you learned early. Yeah. I learned early and then stumbled upon this book called rich dad, poor dad. So that planted the idea Wow. All right. So I, just, just for the sake of frame yeah. of reference here. So how old were you? How old are you now? Yeah. Because you are leading a company that is re respectfully influential, right? How old are you now? How old were you when you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Great question. I'm 33 now. Come on. And I must have been 15 or 16 when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, you're, you're, you know, this is the bane of envy. <laughs> yeah. well amazing 15 years old when you read this book yeah how what was the i mean I, i've heard the sad thing is i've heard so much i didn't even feel like i needed to read it it's like <laughs> right, right. but you know like in just i do understand the the, the transformative way of living life and thinking so what did yeah. that do for you it just planted the idea of starting a business investing mm. and really being an owner versus just a, a worker Nice. Yeah, that was a big thing. So by the time you get to Howard, you're thinking on a different playing playing field. What was you, what were you pursuing at that time, and how did you take advantage of the, the unique resource of you know just it's obviously I I have a few friends yeah. that um love their experience at Howard. What was that like? And but let's not get it twisted, black folk we distracted. So what was it like? being kind of like having a mission, having a little sense of vision ahead of the curve, yeah. but also being out here in these streets. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it was an interesting world. I think Howard was a life-changing experience, but in a very humbling way for me. Mm. So the thing about Howard, it's the mecca of black excellence. And if you are not secure with yourself, sure, it'll highlight that. And so for me, Ooh. it really highlighted a lot of my insecurities and just not knowing, you know, who I was. Should I join this sorority or should I ah. join this club? Am, am I worth it? Because at that point, even though I started to walk on for the Howard basketball team, I realized hey, I'm, there's so much more to life than sports. Nice. And since I'm not fully committed, I, I, what should I do? 
Wow. Right? Yeah. So for me, it was, it really forced me to figure out who I was, what I valued. And that somewhat happened by me just falling in to my, my faith. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's no reason to be ashamed here. Yeah. So like, th that's really great for you to actually acknowledge that. Right. Cause you know, college really is for so many people you're 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 no longer up under the law of mom and if you're fortunate mom and dad so you know you know like question or ask different realities like what is my life you know really founded upon so what was the moment of like real impact for you where you know whether it was discovery whether god found you or even being solidified because you can go one or two ways, especially through those years. Obviously, the dropout rates are incredible yeah. for all kinds of different reasons. So, you know, if, you're, if your faith was a part of the forging process or the fortifying process, how did that happen for you? Yeah. And then how did it amplify your efforts and your pursuits of excellence in yeah. the marketplace? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great story, actually, because... I was broke. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come <laughs> that, on. That, 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 I'll go to church quickly when I, I semester starting in a few weeks and I have no money to pay for it. So wow. that was really the catalyst. It was summer after my, my freshman year. And even though I had saved up ten a whole $10,000 yeah. for four years of college, I didn't realize that college costs more than $10,000. Wow. And so. So I, you learn, but you ain't learned enough. Exactly. That's why they, I needed student dream then. Wow. Um, and so was just like, just really sad. That mixed with, again, identity issues. Who am I? What? Where's my worth and value coming from? And a friend just invited me to church. Yeah. And I, I really resonated with the message. It hit me. Long story short, God reveals himself to me. I understand, like, wow, like, Jesus really is the Christ. And isn't, it, isn't it crazy? Man, it's amazing. It's amazing. And yeah. You know, it's great for you to phrase it in that way. Obviously, yeah. everybody doesn't believe, but at the end of the day, when you do, mm -hmm. it's that moment. It's not like, no, this is not just a fable. Like, he really is. He really is a person. Yeah. So it's, it's great that you framed it that way. So you come alive. Yeah. And I stopped cheating. I stopped cheating in school. Come on, <laughs> somebody. Come on. Stop cheating you got some school. just scales going yes, on in your life. You have some you know, integrity about yourself. My effort improves and just still aware of my love for business because I was in the school of business um, and just really was a lot bolder in pursuing some of my interests, whether that mm. was opportunities to study abroad in Haiti or South America or go to leadership conferences for students in New York City. Sure. So it really helped me to pursue, boldly pursue my interests and put in the work to pursue those interests. It's fantastic. Yeah. What was the most difficult? Because uh, when I'm thinking about age and I mean, like you got to have a real narrow lens yeah. to, you know, kind of stay away from certain landmines mm. at those age. And then obviously, That's you know, cool. young lady, these dudes out here in these streets, te yeah. temptation specifically, then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of put the timeline together. I'm like, man, you've been out here in these streets doing some, pretty amazing work you jumped into the Thank river you. pretty quick how did you navigate that and what was the greatest challenge that you feel to like getting to the finish line at howard and then yeah. really creating a vision toward what you would be doing yeah i mean honestly the the thing that really propelled me was just community this is and honestly i think that everything we need is found in community this and i powerful. really leaned into that I, I wouldn't be here without some of the mentors who i met 
through the church that I connected with, yeah, through the the Bible studies Bible studies that I was a part of. Excellent. You know, it was really that community of just like minded young people who were hungry to be excellent. Yeah, to honor God and to call me out if I was acting crazy. Yeah, you know? come on, somebody <laughs> so, accountability. Yes. This is what most people are running yeah. from. It's it, it, it's amazing, but you know, we, we as much as people yeah. hear it, people for whatever reason fail to position themselves for it and it's just a small amount of people that really have this true growth appetite uh, you know like i said truth my my, my platform yeah. is truth, transparency and transformation that's what dt3 is and i think you know if you can align yourself with core you know with strong um credible core values right that align with truth then you know and have that sense of community transparency and authenticity yeah then the sky is really the limit. That's where the growth and the transformation takes place. And it sounds like you were just, man, it's, it's amazing to, because I realized how dumb I was when I was young. I'm like, man, it's amazing to see such resilient sound. Your generation is just, yeah. you know. I mean, um, so much grace, like seriously. And and Ian being fair. an athlete, that was a, a gift that I had too, just understanding that. I need a practice. I'm talking about practice. Uh, right? Practice? If, if I talking about to, practice? <laughs> if I wanted to excel, that there needed to be some level of effort. Uh, on the mindset. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Faith, we already yeah. know it. Faith without works is dead. Come on. Yeah. Um, this is really this is really great. So at what point does, you know, do you, you see this vision for student dream? Yeah. So this is cool because I didn't even think about this. So it's probably my senior year of college. I was figuring out where, where I wanted to apply to schools and I, I was freaking out about it because none of the companies that I was seeing was interesting to me. And mm. so I had this moment, I remember just walking on Georgia Avenue and kind of freaking out like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I just heard, heard the voice of the Lord, just still small voice, just say, you are going to help people, places, and things accomplish like their purpose. Wow. And really achieve their potential, people, places, and things. And that was probably when I was, what, 21, 22 years old. And so just fast forward to a friend who I was in a Spanish class with. And be kind to people, y'all. That's the big thing. Be kind to people. Everybody hear that? Yes. He was a year ahead of me. He graduated, started working at the Nielsen Company, this really dope marketing company here in New York. Yeah. And he he just texts me and says, hey, Nana, we're going to be on campus. Are you looking for a job? And the only thing that drew me to it, well... Yeah, that it was in marketing, but that I would get to travel around the country. (laughs) (laughs) It was some fringe benefits. (laughs) So it was probably the only, I think I applied to two jobs, that one and Coca-Cola. Nice. And I got it. Ended up moving to New York, working in tech, and that's where I learned about venture capital, angel investing. Yeah. Just this whole world of starting companies, making company for a living. Wow. the spark. So now I can see it. So you go from, you know... From the Boston Tea Party Revolution <laughs> down to Historical Black College mm-hmm. into New York City, the Mecca, pretty much the Mecca of all things. But <laughs> but um, but in it now, your eyes are open, yeah. right? And it's obviously it's great, you know. God seeds a vision. Um, talk about what you know, student dream is what it does because I would give you the credit of being a, a pioneer because you said twenty twelve. Yeah. So this is 10 before. years. This is before the DEI initiative. Before. Come on. I mean, yeah. like, I got to give you some credit, Thank you know, you. because even just looking it up, not fully knowing the mm-hmm. timeline, 
I'm like, oh, this this was this was largely before the yeah. DI initiatives were even considered. So amazing as a visionary. Um, it's so talk about what you know what the you know the the programs provide, um, what it's cultivating, and I definitely got to hear what it must have felt like when when the force of these conversations have been stimulated. Yeah. Of course, in the middle of COVID and. I mean, like, by that time, you subject matter expert. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, wow, where to even start? I yeah. think, so Student Dream, we are basically closing the racial wealth gap in America and across the black diaspora Woo! by training black and brown students to build wealth. Amazing. Period. Period. Not theoretically, but practically helping them get to their first dollar of wealth. Wow. So my, my thought process, having been in New York City, seeing all these people making a lot of money who weren't black, <laughs> yes. I said, wait, all, I, I truly believe you just need to be able to read, write, and have good work ethic to make some money. That's it. <laughs> That's all we need. Come on, you talk about language. I'm like, can you read this book? Can you read another book? Right. Can you write? <laughs> And be coachable. Yes. The sky is the limit. And so I think just knowing myself, knowing the friends I went to Howard with, I, yeah. knew, I saw what we could do. I knew what we could do. Sure. And so we do that by, through courses, coaching, and content around investing, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. Excellent. So since we started back in 2012, we trained nearly 2,000 students across New York, wow. New Jersey, Across the country we remotely, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, they've built emergency funds. They've opened up brokerage accounts and started investing. They've started Goodness. companies that we've helped them raise over a million dollars in funding for. They've made sales. They're literally increasing their assets, decreasing their liabilities. Huge, yeah. huge, huge. I mean, I, I can only imagine that, you know, at the, at the infancy stage, it's just like, whoa. And yeah. um at the first seed of impact, now you're starting to see something come alive. What was it like in the midst of this boom of, you know, from 20, at least 2018 on, DEI is now this emerging uh, opportunity in the marketplace. Yeah. But, of course, COVID, the amplification of, you know, just racial injustice, but also seeding so much opportunity for the uh the, the, the diaspora, the, the you know, the, the uh, minority community at yeah. large, primarily, Af you know, African-American. Yeah. So. Yeah. so what was it like for, you know, for Student Dream at that point? And <laughs> what has it been like since? Because we know there's diminished, like, you know, there's some, know, it's know. A, there, there was all these delivery, you know, everybody had a had right. an initiative. So what, what was it like? I know it had to be relatively exciting and hopefully some increased opportunity yeah. and visibility for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got my largest, we got our Come largest on. donation today. Let's go. Today? No, no, to date. Oh, today. Okay, excellent. Right? People just coming up to me out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, I'll, I'll you know. Let me get the bucket out. the white guilt money, I'll take the white yes. guilt money. I don't <laughs> yes. mind. Talk like, about it. You know, yes. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Sorry, we're doing good work, and I don't mind. As long as you're you're healthy, you're not doing anything you know, don't have any un unrealistic expectations. Sure. We will put your money to, to work. work. <laughs> so that was surprising just seeing, again, the uh, the generosity of people during that time. Sure. And I think for me, again, I've been, I did the work for so long, so it was so fascinating to see 
this whole call, not just for equality, but economic equality being sure. preached about yeah. across sectors. Yeah. So when I heard President Biden talking about it, when I heard multiple private sectors folks talking about it, public sector folks, that was so surprising. And so I was like, hey, I, we have to capitalize on this. Yeah. I immediately called up two of my girlfriends who work in the space as well. Sure. But more so on the workforce development side, I said, hey, we have to work together. Let's collaborate. And that honestly is what put helped us survive and really thrive during the pandemic, really working Amazing. together. Got the largest grant that, to date. Tremendous. Um, yeah. And so collaborating, taking advantage of that, of that moment, already having the relationships sure. to reach out to and connect with during that moment really helped us to, to thrive. And even since then, because we did so much from 2018 during 2019, 2020, we really built a track record now mm. that we can build off of and continue to work with more students, not just locally, but across the country. Amazing. Because now we're at the hybrid model. So we learned a lot. That's it wouldn't great. have happened if we hadn't have been putting in the work beforehand, if we didn't collaborate during the, the wildness. Yeah. We really leveraged each other and the resources around us. That's great to hear you say that. It's almost like there are moments like that where you know um, that you're in the right space because if you don't have that foundational element, then you're scattering. There's opportunity everywhere, whether you create it or yeah. whether it's a point in time, right? But um, it, I think there's a sense of ease and worth and, and credibility that you guys relatively settled, you know, really settled into. But it's great to hear you talk about the collaboration. Even myself, I'm on a early stage as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Success in different areas. Success is always relative. I always like to frame that. Yeah. Like, hey, man, you have to define success. So um, in in relation to, you know, like from the from the visionary, you know, well, number one, let me be clear. Congratulations on that big, big win, the massive grant, the increased reach. You know, you you know, you have to celebrate in, in, in the middle of these are not everybody's Ooh, not doing this. Talk about it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> everybody's not doing this, especially at 30. Two years old, 33. got thirty three. Okay, I'll, I'll give you your, your Jesus years. She had Jesus years, <laughs> but that's fantastic. At thirty three years old, everybody's just not doing this, mm -hmm. and you know. So I'm a little crazy. You definitely, you definitely are. <laughs> it sounds you got and a nice uh, little trip. I, got, you got, I got, got the negative bank statements to talk about it. Not right now, y'all, but years before. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the pain point, right? Like, yeah. what was the I don't want to, it doesn't have to be super dark, but what was the hardest part of, you know, when you go in a nonprofit yeah. sector, it's fundraising, grant writing. What were the complementary skills that you either needed to undergird or what was the hardest part through some of this journey of gaining stability and vision yeah. casting? Man, <laughs> so many. I think honestly, the biggest pain points was just my character. I didn't realize how many. Again, these were gaping holes in character yeah, yeah. that I had, but just the ish, the gaping holes in character that I had, <laughs> just pointing out my insecurities. I would be upset. Yeah. I would be jealous when the students that I was helping, who I want to see succeed, succeeded. Oh, this right? is good. <laughs> so, Ooh, my girl coming clean. So this is great. I see the kids who I'm helping start these for-profit businesses, raising money, and then here I am like, oh, well, we haven't raised oh. money. Self-loathing, right? <laughs> just yeah. a little pity, a little pity yeah. in your heart. Yeah, so it really showed I need to deal with that jealousy issue. Or yeah. I need to deal feeling insecure when I'm going into these settings where I know people have a lot more financial capacity than me, resources, and 
here I, you know, do I belong here? Yeah. You know, God was clearly placing me in these places. Sure. Because everybody brings something different to the table, but yep. I was not at the, in the healthy, you know, I wasn't mature enough to know that. Yeah. And so just having to deal with, with that and some of the repercussions. Well, that's so honest. Girl, yeah. you, you, you came a hundred percent with it. Yeah. You know, cause it wasn't a skill based thing. It was a, it was a person based yeah. thing. Right. And the best illustration when we talk about character it kind of sits in four pots. It's like, you know, your, 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 your capacity of discipline, right. To do what's mm. necessary. Some people, you know, the next pot is emotional stability. That's where, that's you know, and there's one pot that's identity. And the last pot is, you know, your value system. So when you evaluating your character, Ooh. look at those four different areas because that's what makes you uniquely you. And, you know, but you got to check them through those different pots in a way it was like, okay, where am I weak at? Like, yeah. you know, some people might not be, in a, and that's integrity is refining them where we're closing the gaps in all of these particular areas. Like if I, an emotional wreck, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? In a way where it puts me as a, as a risk to a relationship or yeah. a business opportunity because, you know, you know, athletes prove it, right? Mm-hmm. Athletes, you know, you see somebody who's wild on the court now, you know, he's saying something. Yeah. He's, he's a liability. So it's really great for for a business owner to be able to acknowledge that it was me. It was I had to yeah, check so. me in yeah. the midst of this journey. It wasn't about presentations or accounting and this and this and this, but it was just about, wow, this journey of the introspective work. Yeah. And that's really powerful. I would say that was the biggest. There was certainly some competencies. You know, there's certainly like business competencies, sure. leadership skills, not and I say this, I use this word specifically, not objectifying people. Uh, and I'm just looking for them to, tra- for a transaction. Trans- whether it's, hey, volunteer, just, oh, was totally impatient with people, not yeah. gentle, yeah. not kind. And that definitely burned some bridges. Yeah. Um, but, Those learned lessons. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is why people, you know, like it took, like I said, I, you know, growing up in sport, it's really weird because it's so satisfying. It's like, it's so satisfying, right? Mm. Imagine you just, you playing a game, now you're getting paid to play. I'm like, oh, I didn't hit the jackpot. Yeah. You know, so. Some people don't, I mean, you talk about some of these ball players, they don't want to play. Oh, my Never gosh. <laughs> and so, hey, it's a total, like I said, it, I, I don't have any bit of jealousy. I think all the people before us, I think, and I'm glad for the guys shining today. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a fairy tale experience. Yeah. You know, it's almost like being a fish in water. Because you get a chance to focus on the one thing that you're good at. One to two things you're good at. And the, 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 the challenge in business and leadership and entrepreneurship is you have to check every particular area. And so, you know, that's, I think that's the really, there's some of the strength of your journey is your awareness of some of those, you know, oh man, me is costing me this opportunity, not necessarily my inability to learn something it's like, oh, I can't, I have to learn how to build the bridge and be something yeah. so that I can connect that dot or maybe find that resource. But you talked about collaboration and, you know, some things that you were hitting on. What do you feel is like the essential skill, you know, as a leader, mm-hmm. an entrepreneur? And, to you know, like for me, that's that's kind of one of the things that I've settled on as now, now that I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm, I've done some things, I'm somebody, yeah. but... I'm like, no, I need to collaborate. Mm-hmm. So for you, not that it has to be pinned to that, if, if there was something else to add on to that at this stage in your, in your leadership journey, yeah. what would you say is something vital to the current 
market conditions, you know, like we got tech, all these different moving elements, remote workers, gig economy. Like what would you say is essential virtue as you're moving forward in your leadership journey? Yeah, I would definitely say patience. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. If I would be, I would have been so, I would have enjoyed so many more parts of this if I was just patient. Yeah. Truly understanding that things take time. And, and yeah, that's <laughs> honestly that that's patience. Whether it's finding the right teammate takes time, that's raising good. all the funds takes time, building out the system so that you can scale more. I'm make sure my wife listen to this right now. <laughs> you know, she be on my head. You know, <laughs> you know, it takes time. That's and it, things, and and it's funny because this was this all came together for me recently this past summer where I got into really good shape. So I was probably just. I was totally sedentary. Yeah. I was like a blob, but I was, you know, I was out of shape. <laughs> you were, it, it was like, it, this ain't me. It wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't ready for, for, what do you guys have? Not spring training. Oh yeah. Um, training. training camp. You know, I wasn't ready Tra- for training camp. <laughs> so just, I got into shape and I realized probably in week two, just seeing how consistent I was being. Sure. I was like, wow, I'm doing what I got to do, but I'm not, I don't, I haven't lost the 10 pounds yet because it just mm. takes time. Literally takes at least twelve weeks. It's a good illustration. You no, know? and so it just clicked. I'm like, man, you just once you have that right protocol and that consistency, it just takes time. That's so excellent. Just focus on are you doing the right things? All right. Yeah. It just takes time. Building great habits yeah. and the results come right. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time, it's it's my job to get great done. I have to trust God with the results. Mm. But I know that within. The you know within when I say within reason, I mean like there's there's things that actually work. You know, like there's some verifiable quantum. You know, like we're in a data centric world where you know in light of the information we have, this is the best plan of action until you know better. And but I still have to trust God with the results. Yeah. And it sounds it sounds like that was that's that patience is the virtue that you know gives us ease to enjoy the yeah. process. Um, Can you I know, add one thing. Sure, go for it. Yeah, or two. Focus. Huh? And again, consistency. Mm-hmm. So you have you can't do everything, but focus on that one thing. There's this book called I think it's called One Thing. Oh, go for it. And so ba- the whole idea is, what is one thing you can do that'll make any everything else easier or unnecessary? Because as a business people, there's a million things to do in the day. Sure. But hey, what's that one thing you got to make sure gets done each day? Whether that's at your prime period, for me, that's 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Nice. And no matter what else happens, I need to get this done because it's going to make everything else easier or unnecessary. Oh, I like so that. For me, in this season, it is creating, like, doing a brain dump of everything that's in my head so that my operations manager can start building these systems so that other people can easily come in and start yeah. doing the work instead mm. of doing everything. Boom. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> you <out> here. <laughs> You minister, you ministering, you serving. <laughs> no, that's so excellent. And I like the fact that you said it, it could change from day to day, but yeah. that one thing can change. I mean, like, but it's imperative to identify what that one thing is that will make everything else. Yes. I hope, listen, folks, don't, 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 don't miss this. Um, this is really great. So, but, you know, you've been out here in these streets. So I always like to kind of marry this, you know, some of these professional, you know, and we're talking about the personal, yeah. but, um, obviously your faith, you're, you're a servant, you know, you're missional. And I noticed even in, within the faith community, right? Family, mar- where, where's your journey? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And what is it like on that side of things? Being like, okay, there's a life that you're trying to live from a virtue and integrity. Yeah. Then there's the the side of, okay, I have this ginormous mission in relation to student dream. Yeah. And then there's, am I going to be a wife? Oh, I'm going to be a wife. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that straight. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, like, I, I it's, it's like, okay, well, you had that prime, yeah. you know, you had that prime time, you know. Um, you travel, you, you live a very rich and meaningful purpose-driven life. Yeah. And, you know, so where's that, the intersection? And I don't like to use the word balance. I'm like, uh, radical obedience is my thing, but I understand. Yeah. I think, I think that in radical obedience, your, your, you know, you, your faith is central. You find balance. Yeah. You can't obey God radically without rest. Mm. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm like, no, I'm. I'm going to do everything God said. He said, yeah. rest too. <laughs> yeah. So for your personal life at this intersection and stage, is there like this point where no clock ticking? I'm not, but I know that's, that's, that's like a shared life is something yeah. everybody's looking for. So you talked about community. Where's that at for you at this stage? Yeah, there's definitely a, a healthy, non-thirsty urgency. <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I would say, you, we talk about balance, well, we talk about radical sure. obedience. And I, Priscilla Shire once said this beautifully. She was saying balance could look like 70, 30, 100, 0, right? And I would, because like of that. the type of, I think the time I was growing in the faith, I would, I would say that the church didn't do such a great job of understanding just the gray areas of yeah oh, the nuance yeah there's black and white and then there's yeah. this muddy there's this muddy waters yeah and so i unfortunately i would say i spend a lot of my 20s just thinking hey god's just gonna give me that dude yeah you know i'll just come across him so yeah just focus on this business and so that made me totally oblivious to some of the guys who were clearly like oh no come to come to happy hours like oh no like, why would i go there <laughs> realizing that guys were trying to talk to me yeah you know it was just very not invested in my social life go to work yeah church, the gym maybe uh uh i don't know who jesus culture concert yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who was the, it wasn't maverick city who was the group back then it was jesus, it was definitely yeah, jesus culture. Yeah. and so as i think it's just been beautiful to see i would say my personal coming of age and just really realizing the same way i've invested in work in my physical health, my emotional health. Yeah. If marriage is something that I want, I need to invest in it. So I've done such a, been so much more intentional. Great. I'd say the last two years, just investing in my social life. Yeah. That can look like traveling and making sure my apps are open then. That's right. Or, Come on now. You know, talking to my guy friends and, hey, who do you know? Yeah. Friends, who do you know? Um, so cool here. Because I would that. say I love the I love my life. I would say I'm the best version of myself I've ever been. Nice. And so that makes me even more excited to share. More attractive, someone. more confident, yeah. more secure. Yeah. Well, it's it's great so, to hear you say that. You know, like I said, it's, super invested. I said, you know, like I'm I'm almost 20 years married. I said the reason why it's, it's so great to open up the dialogue is because I said, like, man, there's this trend in our society where you know delayed adolescence everybody's making decisions way later so you know most people are they make it economic decisions and some people are just really want to settle in and do either way that's a personal decision but i said man we were blessed in our blindness right when i say that um you know i was not in in the, in the faith and we had a child in college yeah so it forced us into being responsible right like and don't advise <laughs> 
Definitely don't advise. But what it did was it gave us the space to grow together, mm. right? Like, yeah. um, I have this thing, like, you know, I, I'm kind of like, obviously believe that, you know, God does everything well. Amen. And, you know, like, so, of course, our hormones start raging in our teens. Right. But um, we're really not responsible. So we typically hold off to, to those 20s. Yeah. And the reason why is, is you can really get to grow together you know and nothing's lost you know yeah, you know nothing's but I lost think that's beautiful too but it is like now now no i got seven i got seven <laughs> glorious kids and they eat my bank accounts and it's great <laughs> but i'm like oh man i want that for people i'm like yes. you know so it's a trending thing where it's like no one's even considering marriage until 30 and they got blinders on and that didn't sound like your story because you have so much to share <laughs> But I, I think it's really great to hear, you know, your honest perspective about yeah. the intent. Like nothing yeah. is happening. I, would say I didn't have the best strategy. There you go. And I think, and again, I'm like on a, a crusade now. I'm like, yeah, ladies, yeah. have a strategy. <laughs> Come on, go out. You know, That's so cool. Don't go to Zumba. They're not there. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't do that Zumba. Not the ones you want, at least. <laughs> yeah, not so. the ones you want. Um, what you know, like when you think about um, the legacy that you're, you know, and I know, you, like I said, you still, I'm, I'm still in prime years, but like yeah. I said, for me, everything's about intent. The legacy, I know that God is at the centerpiece of your, of your vision. Yeah. But when you think about the legacy that you're looking to continue to establish and build, what does that encompass? Wow, I love this. I love this. I can pull out my spreadsheet that lists all this. I'm a very, I'm a dreamer, so I love it. I'll just have. I'll just write it all down. So many, there's many parts of it, but I would say uh, the initial part is Jesus, justice, and black wealth. Love it. You know, so really helping people get closer to Jesus, under helping us experience biblical justice nice. in, in our cities, in our world, and building black wealth. And black is anybody who's been historically oppressed, definitely mm. African-Americans. Sure. The whole diaspora. Yeah. You know, one of the questions I ask myself is, what does it look like to redeem and restore everything that the sin of racism has broken economically? Sure. That's a lot of people. It's a whole lot. That's a lot of people. I, I tell people, I, this, is my, this is my joke amongst yeah. my friends. I'm like, listen, I'm an old school African-American. <laughs> I'm 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 a I'm like I don't know I don't do no twenty three ancestry dot com I'm old school black I ain't got no no extra language I ain't got no alterian so my heart really bleeds yeah. for you know because there's a there's a certain measure when you look at the the oppressed people who have historically come out of slavery yeah. they don't have an identity they don't have a language they don't have they're lacking a new a different way to to restore community within themselves yeah. and of course you know thank god my identity is in christ right i tell people i'm like listen man i'm i'm i, I love being black mm. but i'm christian i'm more christian yeah. than i am black you know like i'm a, I'm a whole nother nation <laughs> but in that i'm still black right yeah. so like i don't have to abandon it but it's not the priority because my identity has yeah. been reframed and some people like you know even Christians I feel like they you know they a little oh, more on the, they're a little you know they're a little more militant and I'm like well justice is colorblind so you know like you know and I try to be even kill I mean like there needs to be an agenda toward um, not not just racial reconciliation there needs to be I do believe that there's higher priorities at certain times yeah. so I think it's a priority I think God is doing something yeah. but at the same time 
doing my best not to be biased in my own yeah. agenda and and trying to ha- you know, just trying to have the heart of God. That's wisdom, yeah. That's yeah. wisdom, and I think that's faithfulness too. Yeah, faith, integrity. Man, so amazing. So, um, can I add to it? Can I add go, to it? There's, go, there's a few more I'm really excited about. Listen, it's really important to me. So thank give you. Give it to me. Give it to me. So the other part of my legacy that I'd like to leave is solidarity. So to your point, when I think about, I feel like we haven't scratched the surface on diversity because one of the one of the words that I got from the Lord was, you know, diversity inclusion practitioners they think it they, they think they understand it, but it really stems from Scripture. Huh? When Scripture says like you are beautifully and wonderfully made, so if all my friends are black, if my, all my company is black, I'm literally missing out on the beauty of missing. the wonder of Come the on, Lord. Right? So I want to see I want to see and have friends and work with and collaborate with people from all around the world because I want to so see cool. the beauty and the wonder of the Lord. I want other people to experience the beauty and the wonder of God, and that's through people. It's it relationship, is. not just with folks who, I'm, who I live and work with and I'm around, but Correct. all around the world. Yes. You know? And then last two areas are around family. Like I want mm. people to feel at home. I think about the scripture that says God puts the lonely in family. Nice. So many people don't have family, whether that's your 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 initial family that you're born into, a family that you'll build through a spouse or just community. Just real community. I want people to feel at home and really again experience just the power of family. And so that's what I want to be known for. And and then lastly, helping people get into shape and just be well physically, emotionally. You know that's my that's we one of my that's people. one of my keynotes. Be we'll well, be do well. Be well, do well. Yeah. So being well, family. You said uh, it was started with an R, right? Um, what was what? solidarity? Solidarity. Yeah. Jesus, justice, and black wealth. Jesus, justice, and black wealth. <laughs> well, you're you're on your way to you know generational impact. Thank you. Um, I I just can't thank you enough for being who you are. Number mm-hmm. one, you know it's it's, it's very sincere, and but even more so, it's worthwhile. Tell everybody, you know, where they can find more information, how to support, and, you know, what's next, you know, f- for you as well as, you know, I gotta, you yeah. know, you sometimes you got to separate people from their, you know, from yeah. their passion or product. But, yeah, just tell everybody where we can find you and what, what to expect moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at my work is studentdream.org, at the student dream on the social media handles, personally. You can find me on Instagram at Nena U, so Y O U Inc. Nice. So Nena's trying to help you. <laughs> I like Inc. it. That's my business. That's my work. And what's next? Wow, lots, lots. I think specifically with Student Dream, mm-hmm. I'm looking to expand our, our work. We're hoping to get started more intentionally in Los Angeles wow. and in the, the Dallas slash San Antonio area okay. over the next two years. And then also really expand our digital reach Great. because there's so many students across the country who we may not interact with them physically on the ground. Sure. But they want to build wealth. They want to win with money. Yeah. And so we've created student investors, which is our digital community of students. We meet regularly to hear from other speakers, hold each other accountable to our goals. So definitely send your kids, send your wife, send your kids. <laughs> Don't hide your kids. Don't you know, hide your right? wife. Don't hide them. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about that. And then personally, I'm just excited. I think I feel like I'm in a season of just pouring in more. Nice. I'm not. I mean, I'm not that. I'm not that. Yeah. I'm older, but I'm still young. No, you're you know, still I just young. want to pour into 
to folks, especially uh, young men. You have a lot to offer. Yeah, and so I'm really looking to do that. I I recently became an assistant girls basketball coach for a middle school team here. Okay, let's go. You you know, you got girls working on the call? No, got to, got to. (laughs) You know, you can find me at the Don YMCA on Tuesday mornings. I love it. But, yeah, excited to travel the world i told you my my goal <laughs> listen good travel you you are out here in these streets listen let me she is heading to the airport come on <laughs> quito ecuador so amazing yeah and well, then get married and have lots of babies that's go for it yeah, i got seven so. don't listen I, I don't advise but I, but it's the, one of the best things i've yeah. done you know i tell people what brings forth maturity is responsibility mm. because you learn how to keep commitments and make necessary sacrifices. I call them necessary sacrifices. Mm. You know, you don't want to sacrifice on the wrong altar, mm. right? You know, and that's that's kind of yeah. where we talk about strategy. Oftentimes, Ooh. we're making sacrifices. They're not illegal or illicit, not but sometimes bad. it costs you something that you didn't really want to yeah. lose, right? But children are sacred. Families are sacred, yeah. right? We talk about some of your legacy, it's in, in things that really are sacred. And I and I, I said, you know, that that part is what has formulated me into a dynamic leader, servant. We were up to here at six. Wow. And I just didn't get to the doctor's ass. You know, you know, <laughs> the wife, he, he, she's so fine. <laughs> but I'm super excited about um, all that God's going to continue to do through you individually, but as well as your collective vision with uh, Student Dream. Um, make sure everybody go check this out and be on a hunt, you know, for this dynamic leader and servant. Thank you so much for kicking it with us. Thank you so much, David. God I appreciate it. I think it's hilarious because I know who you are now. <laughs> I, I remember where I was when that catch you remember, happened. You remember that? I remember. I, was, okay. I think I was watching the game with friends. Oh, my God. The helmet catch. Yeah, I, I can't. You know, I'm oh. gonna, I'm gonna have uh, before before I let you go. I'm gonna have this ongoing gag. Like once I kind of get all my platform together, yeah. I'm gonna create this thing called "Say My Name, Tom." You know, because every, <laughs> he doesn't mention my name anytime he refers to the helmet catch. He's like that guy that made the helmet catch. I'm like, wow. I'm gonna get some T-shirts. I'm gonna set New York City on fire. We're gonna be like, "Say My Name, Tom." <laughs> it's probably a trick. He probably was a therapist. Yeah, he probably needs a little therapy. You know, Rodney needed some therapy. You know, Rodney needs some therapy. But no, thank you so much. And um, we look forward to keep continue to build and continue to get great things done together. Thank you.